okay, Joel, and to all our witches and warlocks, because this is the end of season five. I have stopped my break from drinking. <laughs> I'm going to crack open a oh. nice cold can of Herring Novitos because this is one of the episodes I so desperately did not want to talk about. Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Try it, man. Do not Try say it. you're starting to shake. Okay. I am, don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only <laughs> podcast with the courage to demolish Zach and the Gak, regardless of their historical significance. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. You're gonna light a little lighter right under their butt and mm -hmm. melt them to the ground. I'm Eric. Melt Hinsman. that ass. Mm. Fuck, dude. I hate <laughs> this one so much. We torpedoed as far as quality and sense and decorum this is this is an asteroid destroying the quality of Zach's own history i love it i love watching this fireball explode i'm so glad that you enjoyed this because nay nay eric oh sorry you didn't enjoy it <laughs> No portion of me enjoyed watching this episode other than the schadenfreude oh. of, like, watching a train explode. That is why I am drinking a Kettle One Botanical Vodka Spritz, mm. uh, which is peach and orange blossom flavored because I am a fancy lad. Well, I'm actually drinking a cold Pabst, but it might as well be uh, Novito's very own herring ravioli for how good it is for me um and i'm also having a little hot drink because your boy is sick yeah um do you got the do you got the covid uh it's not covid uh because i'm not coughing um but i do have a sore throat uh a headache and i'm real warm and dizzy uh so oh no uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing so hot, uh, but this is as much as this fucking episode deserves from me. <laughs> they deserve this hot, sweaty, dying version of me. Listen, Eric, I gave you an out. Literally last episode, I know you episode, did. I, know you I did. pitched vetoes, and you said no vetoes. No, vetoes. I know. And now, and now I have have learned that sometimes I should I should allow compromise. But you know what? No. I held to it, and we're not skipping any episodes. And damn straight. Damn, goddamn, was this one <laughs> worth skipping? What a shit show. Okay, yeah. Well, which is the warlocks? Let's get into it. <laughs> the absolute shit storm that we are talking about is, of course, Ghost Adventures Season 5 episode the last one yeah episode 101 <laughs> yeah ep season five episode 101 Dude, they what? didn't even name they didn't even put it canonically like in sequence because it's that bad yeah they're like it can't be the final episode of season five uh maybe it's just an extra tack on 
that that is assuming that Zach this is not Zach's favorite episode as we go to Madame Trousseau's Trudeau Mute No, it's Trousseau's Tru, tru- Sorry, Tussauds, <laughs> Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. When it comes to Las Vegas resort casinos, only one name stands above the rest, the Sands. Only the coolest of cool played in the resort's Copa Room, including the Rat Pack. And that is where the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum now sits. And that's where we're going to be locked down. Las Vegas was built by the mob. And if you lived by the mob, you may have just died by the mob. Goose number two for Goose two! What if I ask the wrong question? Am I gonna get whacked? You don't ask the wrong question, you know? I heard a man's voice. Just kinda. Oh. What would you do if your hand just went right <laughs> through a man? <laughs> I saw right now and I'd be like, Anthony, take care of this guy over here. <laughs> I don't know, man. Dude. No one loves Vegas as much as Zach fucking Vegans. I don't understand how the Vegas, like the tourism department of of Vegas, has not hired him because he he throats Vegas's <laughs> dick. He glizzies those gobblers, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, gobbles dude. those glizzlies. Like, like fuck. Like I love Portland. Okay. Yeah. And I am like a total fucking Portland ass art school grad podcasting fucking hipster <laughs> douchebag. But yeah. man, I wish I loved Portland as much as Zach loves Vegas. I wish I loved anything as much I, I as Zach Vegas. I loved, yes. Life would be much brighter if I had that much capacity for love. Oh, life would have been brighter for me had I never watched this fucking episode. <laughs> The, the, like, my view of life and the world around me got darker as this episode continued. (laughs) It's such a trash pile. (laughs) I, I, you know that feeling of doom? I don't know if it's specific, if it's just specific (laughs) to millennials and, like, Gen Z, but, like, Mm -hmm. there's this level of, like, doom that is not like, oh, my life is bad. It's like, oh, we're not going to make it. It's a wonderful juxtaposition, the amount of doom this episode instills in our hearts because it's contrasted with the biggest, most gaudy, full of camp intro ever as the boys are on the chorus line and they are can canning their hearts out. <sighs> You know how, like, I've been talking about, like, quintessential episodes of Ghost Adventures? Yeah. Like, the kinds of episodes where you'd show it to somebody as, as, like, an elevator pitch for the show. This is the episode I would show to somebody to be like, here's why you should hate this show. Here's why you should be mad. This is leaning into a lot of the sides of Zacky B and his boys that we don't like specifically his rampant sexism and objectification of women, which is typified at the beginning as they crash zoom into chorus girls' tits and crotches. I mean, what's more Vegas than that, right? Las Vegas consists of heavy doses of sex, drugs, gambling, and all-around good times. Seeing the boys dance with the can-can girls, that's fun. Seeing Nick confirmed bunker person... 
trying to act <laughs> as though he wasn't raised in a bunker in this scene. Yes. When the feathers reveal him and, <laughs> yes. and he does this like, uh, I swear to God, that moment must have inspired Tim and Eric in some way. They were like watching this episode at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> trying to write their first episode. And then Nick is revealed behind the feathers with his like chin kind of tucked in and his eyes are just dead. <laughs> and he shrugs. <laughs> just, eh, eh. <laughs> God, dude. What's wrong with you, Nick? What the f- wrong with him? I don't know, but I got one minute of tape left. Nick, what's wrong with you, dude? Snap out of it, dude. So the way Zach introduces this episode, I want to take that and send it in to the uh, bulwer Lytton fiction contest. Have you ever heard of this? No, tell me about it. Okay, so Zach says, And if you lived by the mob, you might have just died by the mob. <laughs> uh, the bulwer Lytton fiction contest... Uh, has challenged participants to write an atrocious opening sentence to the worst novel never written since 1982. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you credit. It hurt, but I liked it. Is this our most stretched premise that we've had on the show yet? The fact that this used to be the location of the, the Sands same. Hotel... And now there's a wax museum within a giant facility built on it. It's really stretched. In fact, they can't even mention anyone dying on the property. Because, you know, that's just how it was back in the day in Vegas. All those ghosts that got whacked and had to, like, bury themselves alive. Oh, they're not haunting the fucking bone-riddled desert outside of Vegas. <laughs> no, no, no. They're they're haunting the wax museum that was built on top of the hotel where they cheated at cards. Exactly. Because that's how it <laughs> Along works. Along with Elvis and Gina Davis and all the other fucking wax people there. Listen, listen. If they had gotten Elvis on the EVP, this would have been the greatest episode ever. But of course they didn't. Because Elvis died squirting out the biggest shit he ever did, and it popped his heart. His EVPs are not charming. Oh, baby. Oh, mama. (laughs) It would all end right here for Elvis Aaron Presley. Nothing left but a quick blush. TCB, baby. It's clear that this is a stretch premise because the whole, like, the sands used to be on the grounds where the Venetian are, and therefore it's haunted. Oh, and we are reminded of that about seven times? I think I counted them playing the footage of the sands being demolished. Are you including every single time they reverse (laughs) the footage and show it again? I'm not. I'm not including how many times they reverse it. I've never seen somebody so excited about having the rights to show a piece of footage. <laughs> Witches of Warlocks, play a fun drinking game while you watch this episode to make it more interesting. Oh, yeah. Take a drink every time the sands explodes, but do <laughs> not take a drink every time they reverse it and show it again, because then you will die. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
1996, the sands in the Cobra Room, which was lodged inside, were imploded. However, all of the emotion that was played out in the Cobra Room was not going to disappear with a flick of a switch. And it's such a clear reverse Scooby-Doo bullshit premise because they even talk to David Sachs of the Sachs Theater who runs Viva Las Vegas, the the show. And he, he even he, a literal showman. Yeah. A promoter. A Nepo baby. A Nepo showman. Nepo showman. <laughs> <laughs> He can't even sell the concept. Uh, my sister, she, every time she'd come out to perform, she just, she thought somebody was messing with her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? wow. So your sister was getting mad because things were out of place for her magic show? I, I saw the <laughs> weird sci-fi drill contraption <sighs> and her wearing yes. like breastplate armor. Uh-huh. And I, w- I was intrigued. As to how it all co- was, is like Mad Max, the fucking magic show. It's it's a magic show where she like ends up being like fake impaled on the drill and is like spun around. I've seen images of it. Oh, okay. This drill is designed to bore through an eight foot concrete slab. It weighs over eight tons. You know, there's been jokes made about the sexual undertone of this illusion, but um, I never thought of it being phallic or weird or anything like that. David Sachs reminds me of that shithead boss that basically convinced me to, like, rage quit my, my, like, dream job. Yeah. (laughs) This, like, traditionally good-looking, born-into-wealth young dude in a suit. He's got life on a platter but of course he believes the myth of his own hard work (laughs) yeah 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 he's a lift yourself up by your bootstraps but his straps have been attached to a fucking boeing his whole life yes he's lifting up himself by the bootstraps but the bootstraps really only have to go like two millimeters so he just has to vaguely (laughs) flex his fingers he's like okay i'm up he has to lightly inhale through his nose (laughs) and he's up well speaking of inhaling (laughs) i did a massive inhale of air as Zach bursts into the employees only area to the backstage dressing rooms because I was so afraid that he was going to Donald Trump his way into the the can can girls area. I thought for sure that's what was going to happen. That's how this episode is is going. Yeah. That's the level of objectification that Zach is doing to these women. And like the the knowing glance that Z- that Nick does over his shoulder at Aaron. These boys are about to like bust in on some some naked women. What's the over under on that is what happened? <laughs> and then they had to reshoot it. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz Zach is playing it super coy and these people, these three boys are not smart enough to do that level of deception. I am almost sure that Zach went into the, the, the girl's dressing room and then somebody slapped him. <laughs> or like Nick went back with like the paperwork afterwards to be like, Hey, uh, so like, can you like sign over your likeness? So like, is it cool that we just like put this on TV? And they're like, no, absolutely not. 
Why don't you fuck with the fucking the douchebags who pretend to be the Rat Pack? What a non non starter of a scene. Yeah, if the if the Rat Pack guys had been naked, <laughs> maybe it would have been a funny scene. And the, no one has anything to say except for Eric Jordan Young, uh, the actor of the Vegas Show, who clearly is just a guy who loves fuck ghosts. None of this matters. <laughs> I mean, that's worlds beyond us in in talent and fame and uh, money. But I will say, it's got to suck to just be like, yeah, I pretend to be a member of the Rat Pack and only people 75 and up enjoy our show. All you can hear is like oxygen tanks going off and like people vacating their bodies. <laughs> that's their applause. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a place. They insist on having an interview with Robin Leach. <laughs> no reason. No fucking reason. You know who Robert Leach is, right? I didn't, but and then I looked him up because they, they introduce him as Robin Leach, one of the most famous residents of Vegas. And all they wrote underneath his name was a website called <laughs> VegasDeluxe.com that doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist, and it does sound like a call girl website? Absolutely. I was like, uh, should I go to this? Is this okay? Do I need a tour? It's, it's so funny that they chose that, because Robin Leach, British journalist and voice of lifestyles of the rich and famous has a little bit more going for him than VegasDeluxe.com, but they do insist on having this interview at, quote-unquote, The Stripper Bar, which is literally called The, the Stripper, Stripper Bar. Bar. It is so... <sighs> <laughs> Heavy sigh. This bit fucking infuriated me. Robert Leach wastes no time Telling the audience that this wasn't his fucking idea. Hanging out here, huh? Not really. <laughs> we asked him to show up here, right? That's right. I would rather go for tea and crumpets. Yes, I did come down here for your paltry little program. <laughs> you will have to pay my rider, of course. Ah, <laughs> uh, the travel channel, yes? Mm. Mm, yes, I, I was hanging out with the Kennedys in the... <laughs> the... Oh, fuck. I don't know rich families. I'm too drunk. <laughs> hey, you know what? Joel, don't worry. This is all this episode deserves. The Rothschilds. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. But there is one thing that makes Zach harder than the stripper. And that is Robin's idea that the spirits might visit the wax museum to see what they once looked like. You wonder whether the ghost, ghost spirits come back to see what, what they look like in real life. That is a lot of awesome stuff you just yeah, said. Particularly There's in front a... of a girl in fishnets. No! And Robin's even like, eh, even it's it's even more impressive that we're in front of I know. <laughs> it's even more impressive that we're in front of this woman in her fishness. Isn't that right, my boys? Chip chip cheerio. Oh yes. Mm. 
mind will declare. Fucking, and then, I'm, okay. Just to, just to hammer home the fact that this episode is trash, Aaron has been convinced to play a caricature of himself that, yeah. that Zach has written in his mind. Mm. That Aaron is a horny, dumb dog. And so Aaron has to sit there and, and goo, do goo-goo eyes at a, a woman who who I cannot describe as a stripper. <laughs> she is a not, not even a go-go dancer. She is just a lady who is standing on, on their table and walking around a pole. <laughs> and, and Aaron's feigning so much interest. He's like, ooh, a wooga! Fucking tongue unroll. Eric, his his face. I saw that same look this morning when I was at Alki Beach in Seattle. It was pirate day, and there were ships shooting cannon with pirate flags. And a young boy walked by and he had the exact same expression of Aaron looking at that stripper. Just, oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> the next face he makes when he doesn't realize the camera is still on him is the <laughs> face I was making watching this entire episode, which is yeah. he like hello darkness, my old friend, just <laughs> fucking he looks away from the stripper, slightly down and to the left, like he is searching his mind for the last time he felt good about himself. <laughs> it is so depressed. And then he's like, oh, wait, right. I'm supposed to do this. And then he looks back at the girl and goes, Ooh, <laughs> he 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 was really missing his wife in that moment. Yeah, he was like, "Oh my god, I I hope she's okay. I need to call her." No, his ex-wife. Sorry. Oh no, he's like, "Yeah, I need to call her." Oh wait, I sh I can't. He he picks up his cell phone out of <laughs> out of shot, and you just see like the camera around the corner, and it like zooms in on his contact list, and he just like. <laughs> Makes the phone screen go dark and puts it back in his pocket and he heavy sized. Breaks it in half. <laughs> Breaks it in half and then sh it vomits in so his friend's tub. Stops on it in a parking lot. Listen, hey, it's not my fault that I was tortured by some Russian trollop. <laughs> it is your fault, Joel. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more ghost adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. We used to say that Nick looks like a young version of Mac's dad from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like a vaguely connected man, but like the thug. A hired goon. Not even a good earner. Die, you want me to go take care of those kids <laughs> at the corner, boss? Ah, we'll catch the rabbit, boss. <laughs> we turned to Nick and he opened his super secret list of super secret phone numbers. And he got in touch with some guys. Nick scored big time. He's hooked us up with two close friends of legendary Vegas kingpin, Anthony Spilatro. 
We're about to speak to Spilatro's jeweler, Eddie Mazzulla, and a close friend of Spilatro's, Anthony DeLulio. Okay, first and foremost, what a waste. Because <laughs> they went to some fucking Italian restaurant called Sergio's or whatever. Oh they could have gone to Capo's and hung out with Nico Santucci. Oh, but no. Possible missed opportunity. Nick thinks he's fucking it. Oh, yeah. He wants everyone to think he is, like, actually connected to the mob. And instead, he's just what a fucking doofus that screams at ghosts in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And... Uh, and this this nothing burger of a scene it doesn't go anywhere there's a lot of build-up though a lot of build-up yeah eddie mazula and anthony delulio the the fucking jeweler and friend you know they're in the back room of this italian restaurant which is just the party room they've got uh some salt and pepper and some some fucking dry bread on on the table. Listen, we're we're pretty connected, men. They they brought us this bread for free. They brought us bread. <laughs> oh my god! And right beforehand, Zach's like, "Wait, you called a couple of people who are connected. Do I have to watch what I say? Am I gonna say the wrong thing? Am I gonna get whacked?" And Nick's like, "You know, I mean, like, what is the wrong thing? Like, you gotta really think. You gotta really think before you speak. You know." You got to put that in your mind that there could be a wrong question, you know, because I know how the mob works. Me, Nick Groff, Bunker Boy. <laughs> Monk, Bunker Boy and Quiverful. So, <laughs> so fucking there's an episode of Star Trek, the original series, okay, where the whole premise is that they go to a alternate history Earth were basically just mob movies and mob media no. is all that existed. And so everybody's like, Are you yeah, hey, boss. Fucking serious. This is real? This is from the original series. And I think that that is what happened in Nick's bunker is that the only media they had to watch was old mob, mob movies. movies. I, I don't know, man. I think that he would have been a much more, a bit more of a badass. Well, they only <laughs> had like one or two and they were only allowed to watch them on their birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bunker stuff. <laughs> they had the, the mafia movies that are like during the fucking code era where you can't really show any sex or violence. We're not talking mo Scarface. We're talking no. like 1940s, <laughs> just like, me boss we're gonna go down meh, meh, meh. yeah like that yeah. kind of shit <laughs> we're gonna go down meh, 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 meh. <laughs> you could tell he's such a bunker boy and this is this is bunker boy scene number two after they interview these these guys and and they're like just say what you can and they don't say anything of consequence <laughs> like that's the that's the summary of this whole scene nothing that they say matters dude his claim to fame this guy anthony delulio his claim to fame is that he was buddies with a real piece of shit mobster. Yeah. Zach looks at this guy and he's like, he's like, yeah, so like when you'd get caught cheating, like what would happen? And Anthony's like, well, they'd, uh, they'd, uh, sorry, but, uh, they, they'd throw you out. I, yeah, like that's exactly <laughs> what happens now. That's it. They'd throw you out. <gasps> really? Like dead? No, they just, uh, they just, they, they just kind of, they'd ask you to leave. Yeah. And then he says something they keep 
referencing out of context for the rest of the episode where he's like, yeah, there's a line that you don't cross, which is cheating. That means you get thrown out. It doesn't mean that you get taken out to the desert and whacked. Yeah, but like what happens if they do come back? And he's like, ah, they they didn't. And he's like, but but what if they would? He's like, ah, they (laughs) still, I don't know, bad, not good. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a line you don't cross. You don't. You don't want to come back. You know, because it's scary. They they would be like boo. And the whole time this whole thing is going on, Nick thinks he's the coolest, most connected fucking guy. And all he has done is put themselves in a fucking party room in the back of an Italian restaurant. Yeah. In off hours with a couple of old, like, fucking old dudes who just, like, are like, yeah, I was around in the fucking 50s. Well, and that's the funny thing is that Nick bunker persons this scene so hard because they get to talking about ghosts and Anthony DeLulio's like, yeah, I believe. And hey, maybe maybe I'm afraid of ghosts because hey, maybe it's Eddie over there that's coming for me. Ha 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 ha. And then they start riffing. They yeah, start yeah, riffing. Yeah. And the boys are having a good time. Yeah. And then like Nick does his like, huh, maybe you're not real. And he touches him. And then Zach asks, well, hey. What would you do if your hand went right through him? And then Nick Bunker Persons sucks the air out of the scene. Full hyper homeschool moment. He's like, uh, I don't know. I'd probably shit myself. <laughs> Talk to Eddie. Is Eddie here? Yeah. Hey, you real? Yeah, yeah you real. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if your hand just went right I, through him, man? <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? Right? Wouldn't wouldn't that be funny if I if I pooed if I pooed in my pant and then you guys would like smell it, right? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be like fucking that would be so wild? <laughs> back back in the bunker days when we wanted to play a prank on people, we would hold our bunker brothers down and we would f- we would fart on their faces, and it was really funny. Farting wasn't allowed in the bunker because it was a pretty small space. <laughs> and my father would get real mad. We would go to the, like, the Littlest Bunker Brothers uh, sleeping bag, and while they were asleep, we would fart in it and then could tie the, the top so he would have to smell the fart. Isn't that, isn't that what you guys would do when, when somebody did something bad in the casino? You know, like, you wouldn't break their fingers, you just you f- <laughs> make them smell the farts. <laughs> That hey, listen, that's pretty terrifying. Is getting driven out to the desert and put in a sleeping bag <laughs> being, and just being put into a sack and then farting into it. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty awful. Hey Tony, did you have a lot enough of that greasy gabagool? That's my mother's cooking. You're talking about you. <laughs> you want to smell this pasta visual? <laughs> Uh-oh, she added way too much fucking garlic. Oh, my God, is that fermented? Hey, listen, I'm 40 years old. I just had some cheese ravioli, and I don't have my lactate. I didn't eat shit. All I had was these packets of fucking palm. <laughs> I ate 14 packets of parmesan. <laughs> and you know that it's just going to come out as dust on you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no! <laughs> the screams echoing through the valley in the night <laughs> make you fucking dig a grave, and then they they have you lay down in it, and they just fucking seal you off with a tarp and just fill it, <laughs> just hand around a tube and <laughs> fart into it. <laughs>
<laughs> the, the the image of like four well-dressed gangsters <laughs> farting into an open grave that's like partially covered to seal it in. Music echoing in the background. Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> we were just a couple of pallies. Tommy Two Farts. He tried so hard, he was straining, he couldn't get one out, and a full log <laughs> shot out on this guy's head like a shotgun. Killed the man immediately. <laughs> we were only meant to scare him, but Tommy Two Shits, he, he exploded so hard that he actually caved in the skull of this boy. And you know, the boss, he thought it was pretty funny, so we got off. <laughs> now I see why you call this the toilet room. That has got to have a load of dark history. <laughs> they finally get to the Wax Museum and thus starts the worst of Ghost Adventures. Yes. Forever. It goes to get lower. Look, dude, we can't say that. God damn it, you're right. We, we've said that before and we've been constantly proven wrong. Of the grave that we are digging ourselves, this is the deepest point we have reached at this podcast. It's true. This is about as bad as it's been. Chris is trying to set this up, but Zach is too distracted by trying to fuck the <laughs> dolls. Yeah. Hollyberry, are you hitting on me again? You are looking hot today, girl. When I went back and listened to the tape I was recording, there was somebody throwing up violently in the background. I thought the whole premise of this, it would be fun because Zach is scared of mannequins, which is a thread that does not come up. Right. This is why it's exciting to him, because these are realistic looking women that don't recoil when he gets super close. Yeah. These are realistic women that can't talk back to him. Yeah. Why don't you like men? Can we talk for a second about the blurring of... The faces of the wax figures? Oh, yes, please. I want to know why some people get to be spared having their likeness shown on this garbage pile, but MLK and <laughs> Abraham Lincoln are not. I, I'm so confused. Yeah. There are shots of people where you're like, well, that's clearly Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then it's blurred. His face is blurred. And then you see him from the side and they don't blur it. I I don't know what the point of this is. Here's the worst one. The, the wax figures of the Rat Pack, they're all blurred. Cuts to an image of the real Rat Pack, not blurred. So Madame Trousseau's have paid the rights to show these figures. And Zach has not paid for those rights, so is not allowed to show those figures. But what about the Rat Pack? I know! They're, they're allowed to show the real photos of them, but not the wax figurines. Maybe the photos public domain, but that also begs the question, why are they able to show Halle Berry if they didn't pay extra money for it? Halle Berry's likeness is not in the public domain. <laughs> You can't get that smile off her face. I know. Right now. That's because I'm standing behind that's her. That's right. That's true. Yeah. And what's going on here seems pretty pervy, doesn't it? Chris, plowing ahead with his tour guide shtick, tries to tell the story about how Madame Tussauds originally got her start, which is a great story. It's actually interesting. The history of, of her 
having to like fetch the heads of decapitated nobles that were guillotined during the French Revolution to make their death masks is usually the kind of stuff that Zach Bagans gets hard for. But he is trying to finger bang some wax figures. Oh, the solemn past of what Madame Tussaud like had to actually do. She had to make these death masks of recently dead children and like fucking noblemen who've been beheaded and she was haunted by this like horrible life and then cut to modern day scream one way out they have made a shock schlock pile of shit scare factory (laughs) yeah because the wax figures kind of scare people to people like oh actually let's go into the thing where guys dressed as inmates dude that that's when i had my i was like oh we're we're done this is america to a t we want to respect and honor the history of madame tussaud and all these celebrities who are featured here in this wax museum it's a testament to history to talent to human ingenuity (laughs) we like to play with the macabre which is why we've created this very stereotypical haunted asylum boo man chewing on a limb <laughs> you know when Madame Tussaud was making the death mask of those French nobles, sometimes maybe some zombies were eating the rest of them. Maybe. Yeah. What did Madame Tussaud do with the head afterwards? I'm sure she ate them. <laughs> she <laughs> she fed them to the to the hordes. She put it on her hand and made it a puppet that would scare people from around the corner. Blech. This is actually a tribute of Madame Tussauds' history with the Chamber of Horrors, the Death, death mask, mask, the sense of the macabre. Yeah, but yeah. this is the current incantation of it, the way we view it nowadays. Right. Fuck, man. I'm turning into... I, like, I felt my soul flow out of my eyes <laughs> while I was watching. I watched it a second time. Yeah, it was so bad that I I forced myself into the most comfortable position I could be in, which was I got into my tub and put out a little like thing in the way so I could put in my my laptop in in the tub with me <laughs> eating Taco Bell. Yeah. In the tub watching this episode trying to get through it. Made it through, survived, watched it again today just to be like was it that bad? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that bad. I'm glad that the second viewing was what hit harder so that you didn't just tip your laptop into the tub to try and take (laughs) yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, it's good that it didn't fully hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of getting fully hit, the boys set up a challenge as they go through this haunted scream factory. The first person to get spooked gets goosed is what they said and eric eric what does goosing mean to you it means grab ass right to my knowledge goosing is where you 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 pent your fingers and you you take your hands and put them in a pancake against each other oh yeah and you push them in somebody's ass crack (laughs) yeah you go you know the boys do that often (laughs) 
I never imagined that's that's like what I imagine like some Bavarian singers would do, like in a fucking Oompa band, where they're like, Oh yes, Hans bent over and his ass was hanging out of his lederhose, and so I done goosed him. Oh, it was so funny. I don't know. After watching this episode, that seems like the shit the fucking rat pack did that like killed audiences. Yeah. You'd be like, uh-oh, I dropped my hat. Sir, would you pick it up for me? Sure, old pal. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then, like, somebody hit a fucking cymbal. <laughs> that reminds me of a song. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> or goosed. Ba -ba -da -ba -da. Oh, God. All right, first person who jumps gets goosed. <laughs> oh, my. I didn't think the the gack really got into this level of grabacity. Do they have a goosing ceremony? After Zack got scared three times, did they have to get out their official goosing robes and light some candles as Zack like bends over and spreads his ass? It, it's definitely robes because they're not allowed to wear anything underneath. So when they do do the full goose, it goes right up the ass crack. Yeah. And then they get to be like, ew, dude, my fingers smell like your butthole. Your butthole stink. Ew. Aaron, come here, smell it like, bro, bro, no, I don't want to smell your goose fingers, no. Yeah, the third one has to sniff the fingers. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Zach actually bending over to take this goosing. No. I assume that somehow he, he judo alphas it into Aaron <laughs> taking the goosing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smack, smack, no take back sort of thing. Zach is like, hey, Aaron, look at this down here. And he's doing the fucking okay symbol on his <laughs> yeah, thigh. Yeah. Oh, oh, I lost the game again. Oh, that's why he takes such big steps. Because he's always getting goose. <laughs> he's loose down there. That goose yeah. is loose, baby. Yeah, he's sore. <laughs> he's got to take big <laughs> steps. He's he's chapped. Ah! Goose number two for him. Goose two. Goose two. <laughs> well, one of the th reasons that Zach has to transfer this goosing is because Kurt, the performer, actually manages to scare Zach. And this is obviously where the episode is just bullshit because he has like three different stories of seeing full body apparitions. And and Zach expects us to take the word of a man whose whole job is to pretend to be a psychopath in a maze in fucking Vegas. It's not literally his livelihood to sell this. Jesus Christ. He tells a story about hearing a man groan, and that is exactly the sound that I admitted when I heard this story. <laughs> oh! Yeah, it wasn't a zombie coming to life. It was my eyes rolling back in my head so far I saw the back of my fucking brain. I'm sitting here. I heard a man's voice. Just kind of... Oh... We, we end with Stephanie telling the story, apparently, of hearing Elvis sing, which sounds like a prop or other kind of attraction just not working right. This is maybe the dumbest ghost story slash reenactment they've ever done. Oh, yeah. Well, one, one night I was supposed to be closing up and I heard music and and yeah. I and I went and I looked and the music got louder and it was the voice of Elvis. And then they cut to her looking through a doorway and a and a fucking superimposed Elvis impersonator like coming at the screen. 
<laughs> and then they don't finish the story. She's just like, yeah. And then this voice got louder. And then that's it. Well, because there's nothing else. And then Zach's like, uh, I bet people would be jealous and want to be in your blue suede shoes. Because that is a reference to Elvis. My God, dude. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, I've got <laughs> chills. I've got chills. And now we know what it takes to give Zach the chills. And speaking of stupid premises, let's get in to the lockdown. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. The premise here for why there may be ghosts is bad. But the lockdown in a pitch black wax museum is a wonderful premise for fun. Yeah, but not in Vegas. I think that Zach really loved the movie House of Wax. Oh my God. <laughs> it's got hot chicks and people dying in cool ways after all. Hey man, Paris Hilton was so good in that movie. So sick. Honestly though, the, the premise that the boys are extra hard about in this whole episode is like the plot of a, of a Goosebumps. <laughs> Where, like, <laughs> like, all the ghosts come in and haunt the wax figures. Oh, God. What we should have done is read Goosebumps number 12, Welcome to the Wicked Wax oh. Museum, Choose Your Own oh Adventure. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? I knew it. How the... F easy. Low-hanging fruit. Weird, eerie, smoky fires while we're interviewing in the neon boneyard. Uh, did it ever occur to you that the spirits are coming back to see what they used to look like? No. You know what's crazy? They used to get dressed up in this area, and now they have a statue in this area. And so, like, they probably do come back and check themselves yeah. out. And they're like, hey, we're still in here. The first thing to note is it's a huge facility that's part of an active hotel, so there's no way that they've turned off all the electronics because you can hear the HVAC system working the entire time. What the fuck? I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I understand that there might be some soundproofing between the scare factory and the rest of the building because they don't want screaming constantly bugging everyone, right? I've been to Madame Tussauds in Vegas, and you can hear the scream factory from outside the, the building. Oh, my, never fucking mind. <laughs> because, because I was going to say, maybe there's that level of, like, sound security. So maybe the booming metropolis of, of nighttime sin of Las Vegas, the main strip of Vegas, won't come through. That's got to be some of the most contaminated audio you could possibly expect. You smell that? It smells really bad. That does right here. Oh, it smells like, like horse yeah. The other thing to note is I did do some digging and I did find the Aaron's vlogs for <gasps> this episode. And it showed... An interesting contradiction. Mm. They come to a certain point in the wax museum and Zach goes, huh, look over here. It's Aaron's favorite 
person in like a condescending a condescending shitty voice uh-huh. and Aaron pans over his camera and immediately drops the camera upon seeing who Zach is referencing and Aaron says I'm not even putting him on this vlog ew who is it who do you think it is Michael Jackson no you get two more guesses uh, I'm gonna oh shit it's Aaron's favorite person. But it's it's sarcastic. It's someone that Aaron hates. And I will I will say this. It is a name and it's a, a person that is very associated with Vegas. Okay, so it's not Elvis. It's not no. Elvis. No. Okay, shit. I have one more try. Um I'll give you one more hint. I'll give you one more hint. Zach Bagan's aesthetic it's chris angel it's chris angel no. my boy no apparently aaron hates chris angel you know why why because deep down he hates zach <laughs> it's projection he's putting it on to someone who doesn't well who does deserve it but who is who, who is not his alpha i i love this is why you do a podcast and you you do it with friends because you never know because I I thought how I took it and that's such a good take. <laughs> I thought it's Aaron is mad at Chris Angel because he thinks there can only be one and Zach is his chosen Highlander. <laughs> Dude, there's no reason why these boys should have any ill will towards Chris Angel. They should love the fuck out of him. Mind freak is exactly Vegas culture. And that's why it's very confusing that Aaron Goodwin does not love Chris Angel as much as the saddest commenter on YouTube I've ever seen. Oh, no. If you would allow me. Yes. This is from Darkflower1314. I'm reading it as it's written. Okay. Chris Angel and Zach Bagans are the only people that make me happy in this world. About 13 dots. I don't even know them, but I already know they are both sweet, amazing, hot, and the most nice people I have ever heard of. And I know for a fact they are million times more amazing than my own family. Oh, (laughs) my life is very unsuccessful and I know I am being a little bitch, but it just hurts my heart a little knowing that I that one person that makes me happy laughs at the other person that makes me feel for once in my life sad face. <gasps> oh no. Dark Flower was Dark torn Flower. in half because these boys don't love each other. You know that Dark Flower has been drawing pictures of those two kissing. <laughs> this activity was hot. The first bit of evidence they get, they get a laugh which whatever dude this in any other context would be an oh my god from me maybe because it's so clearly a laugh i just don't trust it it feels sus to me because it's so real i mean it's a great evp if it is an evp and not someone just out on the street fucking laughing near near the fucking exit or something zach calls it residual because he doesn't want to imagine the ghosts are laughing at them <laughs> yeah 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 he's like oh dude psh, i don't know what he was laughing at he's probably fucking residual and and listen which is warlocks you might have noticed that in this episode we're talking about 
a lot of stuff that's not the episode because what the fuck is there to talk about? And they bring out the ovulus and start talking to Noah. No, hang on. Noah. <laughs> no, I say Noah. We we do have to mention the the first bit that is a, a, a huge failure, which is Zach uh, offers some poker chips to the ghosts. And he's like, oh, I've got these chips. You can hang. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me have your chips. Um, so he puts down the chips and he's like, hey, have at them. The chips are yours. Do it. Nothing happens. They get no EVPs. But the Mel meter goes for a second. And, and they are so excited. For what? Like, it go- does that all the time. That's what the Mel meter does. After the Mel meter goes, eh, and Zach goes, oh my god. The Mel meter was right next to the chips. That means they were trying to get them. Hey, do you want more? Do you want more chips? Let's be friends. Yeah, this is this is Zach using his old technique from, from fourth grade of how to get <laughs> friends is to offer chips. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> Hey, we've all been there, okay? We've all bribed people to be friends. I didn't have to bribe nobody to be my friend. I had so many toys. Everyone wanted to be my friend anyways. See, I don't know if it was the same for you, because the public school experience was rolling up to your class after a weekend where you broke your down your parents to get new toys and, like, showing that shit off. Oh, see, I I had a, a, a lunchbox that... My teacher asked, well, banned, because everybody wanted to have lunch with me because I had the cool lunchbox, which was the head, a Borg head. Oh, A straight up head of a Borg. And you could open it, crack it open in half, and it would talk. And so you'd open up your lunch and it'd go, resistance is futile. And I was like, yo, check it out. And I'd do it again. And it would like say some (laughs) other shit. And uh, everyone wanted to be my friend. For me, it was rolling up with a fucking fat sleeve of pogs and a heavy ass slammer. (laughs) Oh my God. The the original childhood dick measuring contest. How long was your tube of pogs? I had a tube of pogs long enough that I could use it as a fucking cane, motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, that is. You were the coolest for a solid three days. Yeah, until the pogs were banned for quote unquote gambling. Gambling. Memories. Noah talks to them on the ovulus and says, play corner, tide contract, cave dig, throat lash alive. I mean, Occam's razor here, the play corner, tide, you know that there's a fucking kink dungeon in Vegas called the play corner. I think that the one word that they misinterpreted which is the one word that did not come through audibly <laughs> was dig. Yeah. 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 Cause I think it was supposed to be deep play corner <laughs> tied contract caving deep throat lashed alive. Yeah. Straight up dude. Like if only they had let the spooky speaking spell drive them this time because they, yeah. it, it would have ended up as like the fucking plot of the hangover. Because they would have just, what? Okay, here we go. And it's like, snort, 
coke. It would have it would have led them to the realization revelation that some of these hardcore gangsters, what they were really going out to the, the desert for, was to pound some glizzies deep throating <laughs> in their fucking just tying up their boys and just throat fucking them. You know. <laughs> Yeah, some good times. <laughs> we heard th- this sound on an EVP. <laughs> oh yeah, suck that sausage. <laughs> hey, 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 lash me while uh, while uh, Tommy over here holds me throat. Yeah, hold it until I'm about ready to count. <laughs> hey, Tony, I got an empty throat that only your glizzy could go through. <laughs> okay, let me guzzle you. Blick. <laughs> God, we have listeners. This is a point where I just, I don't know, man, if we're going too far to do this. So, so at the very end, they, the, it says contract and Nick jumps in there and he's like, oh, hey, uh, <laughs> that's a hit. That was his hyper homeschool fucking energy being like, hey, I, I saw this movie where it said the contract. It was like a, a hit like they would do in the mob movies. Right, guys? got it figured out after my bunker brothers farted on me they 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 let me watch the movie one more time father wasn't pleased it's the only thing we had on laserdisc it's really sick (laughs) after nick does their hyper homeschool excitement proving that he is a a tied connection to the mafia and all of their deep-throating gangs (laughs) the boys split up divide and conquer this segment is so boring of Aaron getting sent to the scream maze, Zach staying on the second floor, and Nick going upstairs, that Zach even throws the commercial with the, yeah, you know what that shot is? It's me, Zach, not getting anything. <laughs> but don't worry, Nick and Aaron will, after these messages from our sponsors. I love also that Zach's like, hey, since you look exactly like that bald guy we were talking to earlier, you should go up there. And then, of course, Billy had to throw on the most unattractive screenshot <laughs> of the man before up against fucking Aaron's face. Bill, I mean, Billy's just trying to please his lord. <laughs> Why? He's the spitting image. <laughs> These two fat, bald, <laughs> weak boys. Ooh, look at that goatee. Zachary, I don't know if you've noticed, but earlier when Aaron was looking at the stripper, I made sure to include a shot of him salivating like the dog he is. <laughs> yes. But don't worry, Zachary. I made you look very respectful. Halle Berry, the doll, did look like she wanted to have sex with you. She looked at you like a big old piece of meat. Mm. Which, of course, you are. <laughs> My favorite movie is Catwoman, starring <laughs> Halle Berry. I, I would not actually be surprised if these boys <laughs> hate Chris Angel, but love Catwoman. That's just too coincidental to ignore. Nick does capture a full body apparition. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. It, it does look like to me like uh, nothing. Yeah. Like, am I supposed to be watching this on a CRT? Is this like some fucking old video game logic where it actually looks better if you're watching it on shittier technology? Because <laughs> I can't see a fucking thing. I looked at this scene too, and I also was able to make out the full shape of nothing um, from this image. And I'm, I'm glad you saw the same thing as me because uh, it was really shocking 
really, really surprising to see the head, the shoulders, the full body of absolutely nothing. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. They, they show another shot right afterwards where it's like <laughs> look and now it's not there you see exactly where where the light spot is because of how lights work this is at best light refraction that if they submitted it on paranormal challenge dave schrader oh. would have just shaken his jowls it's like no he would have pareidolia all over their fucking faces right in their mouths <laughs> no way no. am I gonna sit in a room no. with Dave. No. He's like scary enough. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Aaron is asking about Elvis, and they get, according to Zach, the absolute pay dirt. Pay dirt. EVP. This EVP Aaron catches at this exact moment is absolute pay dirt. Were you in a show with three other people? Pretty impressive, right? What they say is a female voice singing, singing in the rain. It's the best evidence they've gotten this whole episode. And I would say the only evidence they've gotten this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like a little goblin, like singing in the rain. Which is nice because at least it sounds like an EVP. Yeah. Singing in the rain sounds like an EVP. It literally could also be one of the fucking uh, crew members just saying that in the darkness near Eric. Don't, Joel. Don't you dare. <laughs> they don't fake their EVPs. This, If there was an episode where they were going to do it, this probably would be the one. <laughs> Absolutely. You know why? Because this whole fucking episode is an ad and it's trash. And it's time to take out that trash because we're fucking done talking about it. Thank fucking God, dude. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out. I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Joel. You had your your first want to veto last episode. And I desperately did not want to do this one. It was not entertaining. It wasn't interesting. It was an ad episode. It was like when you get fooled into like getting a VHS tape that like comes with the fucking serial and you're like, holy shit, dude, it's a it's a G.I. Joe's episode that like that's only available if I buy these Rice Krispies. That's sick. <laughs> and you put it in and it's fucking 10 minutes long and it's just like them talking about how good rice krispies are and they don't fight cobra once i i know a couple things after this one i don't care to go to that haunted house and two i don't care to see that gentleman's show about old vegas <laughs> boring don't care this killed Vegas for me. I don't care about the mob. I don't care about the Rat Pack. I don't care. I want Nico Santucci's modern Vegas. That's what I want. Ooh, yes. Nico Santucci, mind freak. The new mind freak <laughs> with fucking Nico Santucci. And he has to do magic while being blackout drunk on white wine. <laughs> and instead of like, I'm going to survive this, it's I'm not going to drop this giant glass of wine. He gets hit by a car through a stone st wall, st stands up with it and it's and he swirls it and sniffs it. And he's like, 
it's still good. He, he gets buried alive, and then the first thing that comes out from the ground is a fully intact, <laughs> not filled with dirt wine glass. Goblet of wine. <laughs> well, this is why we make this podcast, because we can turn trash into gold. But we also have a job to do, Eric. First, we got to take that trash out. That's right. And we're going to do that by challenging Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Yeah, you fucking... <laughs> That's all I... I got nothing, man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. So I've decided it's time for us to unveil the wax sculpture of <laughs> Zach Baggins himself. But this wax sculpture will be based on what Zach sees of himself, his ideal form. Straight out of Second Life, <laughs> he, he will be jacked, his hair will be spiked sky high. Full Super Saiyan. Full Super Saiyan fucking vampire fangs. Oh, yeah. He's going to even have a whole set a big vampire wings. A vest with no shirt and a 10-pack of abs. <laughs> Huge bulge. Hickeys and kiss marks all over his neck. Halle Berry's wax figure has been bent over in front <laughs> of Zach Bagans. On top, he'll have a uh, dress jacket of a pinstripe suit. Uh, he's also going to have to be wearing a fedora. I'm sorry, Joel. We're going to have to crack the seal. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. He's going to have fingerless gloves, some Jinko jeans, chains all over, big, beautiful, healthy eyes, no glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and what I believe is that Zach, upon unveiling this, will become so enamored with his own sculpture, he will be unable to resist anything that it says because we're going to throw a spooky speaking spell inside of it <laughs> and leave that set to on. Is it going to be the speak spooky speaking spell that really gets him? Or do we just put a mirror behind it and he has to reconcile the fact that he <laughs> isn't this thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the eyes, the eyes need to be mirrored. Little chrome <laughs> eyes. So when he looks too close, he can see his self inside its eyes and realize it's not really what he is. Aged, blind, cross-eyed. Ooh, ooh, but then but then he would like he would get distracted again by its beauty and he'd say, "Wait, wait, wait. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're so good. You're so good. You are me." And then he'd get close for a kiss, look into the <laughs> eyes again, realize again, and a beautiful cycle of ego destruction would begin. What you've really set up is the tale of narcissist. Yes, absolutely. A worse narcissist. <laughs> that every once in a while would have the spooky speak spell say like, You've got it, bro. <laughs> Looking swole. Good gains, bro. Your vision is good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Goose, your bros. Well, speaking of goosing, Eric, my challenge 
It is called Zach Bagans in the House of Geese. There's three <laughs> things we know about Zach Bagans. One, his butt crack is nearly exposed often in this show because of the weight of the many zippers on his pants. Mm-hmm. Two, he is cursed by nature. And three, goosing is used as a punishment by these boys. It is a, a, a literal pecking order. So we invite Zach Bagans to a haunted taxidermy studio full of stuffed bears and creatures and animals of all kinds. It's a good setup. (laughs) And what does he start getting on the EVP by himself? Just the sounds from the untitled goose game. Just (laughs) What what does Zach find? Is this a pile of bread that he's bending over to get? And then suddenly we hear the hiss as a goose just flies and pecks him in the asshole. That's it. That's all I can think of for this episode. You know what? That's great because he doesn't need to go in there alone. We are (laughs) allowing him to bring his brand new boyfriend. (laughs) He just has it on like a a wheeling pallet. But he has no idea (laughs) that Wax Baggins is unable to protect him at all. And will simply add to all the pain. He is now obsessed with Wax Bagans, full in the narcissist cycle. And we have laid a trap. What have we put inside Wax Bagans? Bread! (laughs) Bread! Suddenly, a horde of geese just start packing it apart. And he's trying he's bent over trying to fling the geese off of the destruction it was a trojan all along (laughs) (laughs) and he is pecked both in his ass and in the representation of himself (laughs) and we saw this bread prior during the interview with those fucking (laughs) mob guys it was all set up from the very beginning he just cuts over to fucking anthony delulio's like oh yeah that's why you don't uh you always finish the free bread you know you don't want to get goose it cuts to him and he just says that's why i said you don't cross that line you never (laughs) cross the line and then it zooms out and it's all been over the phone with nick and he <laughs> hangs up like the end of the Matrix. <laughs> As he butters a piece of bread and there's a, a trained goose next to him. <laughs> Fucking sick. Yeah, that's all they deserve. <laughs> Christ, what a season. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. We've made it. 50 plus episodes of this podcast, Witches and Warlocks. Unreal. Unreal. So next season, we've got a lot of really good ones coming up, including the Lizzie Borden house, uh, the return to Virginia City. I know Letchworth Village is supposed to be a notoriously really good episode. We also have, I'm pretty sure this is the season where Gary Galka, they have to try and track down his dead daughter but whatever boy oh boy we're really gonna flex our novitos on that one before we go into season eight we are gonna have a little fun season eight season six before we go into (laughs) season six we're gonna have a little fun we are gonna go to our mid-season special and we're gonna go to the future of the gap and discuss 
Zach Bagans in the lake something. Let me pull it up. God I don't even know damn what it's <laughs> I'm so tired and hungry. Dude, you have re Yeah, we're really slam dunking the end of season five. Slam uh, dunk. <laughs> join us next time for our inner season special, The Ghost Adventures Lake of Death. We're going to do another fast forward to the present to find out what the fuck the boys are actually up to right now. Billy Tully is prominently featured on the cover. Man, Billy, I'm looking at your hair. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Just shave it off. Look how good Aaron looks like when he's born, I okay? know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. Because we've been there. I am there, baby. <laughs> so listen, Witches and Warlocks, thank you for five seasons of, of wonderful experience. We've reached hundreds, if not thousands of you. Oh my god, all over the goddamn fucking world. We fucking love it. Please join us next time. Keep listening. Share. Tell everybody about it. We love knowing that more people are being entrapped by our yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> the shit we did to stay sane during lockdown is now your curse. You <laughs> yeah. Put in your ears while you work. <laughs> this is our lockdown. Our paranormal lockdown is every episode of Ghost Adventures ever until we die. <laughs> We're stuck. We're so stuck. You're not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with us. And we love you. Okay. And I love you, Joel. I love you too, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night. <laughs>